Hello, and welcome to episode 27 of Man vs. Business. My name is Les James, and I'm here with my co-host, Sean McManaman. This week, Sean and I are discussing company information, types of information, and ways to manage it. So with that, let's start our show. So Sean, how are you doing today? Good, Les. How are you? Welcome back from vacation. Yeah, it's been a little while. It's been uh, about three weeks since uh, we've uh, posted anything, so I'm sure our listeners are uh, missing us. I would hope. I would hope they're missing us. Well, <laughs> I, I miss talking to you on the uh, Skype line. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, it's good to get back into into business during the summer. Hopefully everyone is having a, an enjoyable summer. If mm-hmm. you're in the Northern Hemisphere and a good winter in the Southern, because... I now have friends in the Southern Hemisphere, so I have, have to remember them. There you go. We can't forget about them. That's right. Um, so uh, we decided that uh, we were going to talk about uh, company information this time around. Um, and I guess to be more specific, we were going to talk about, uh, I guess, document control slash document management. So it's kind of a big, uh, big topic, but there's a few things I think we wanted to kind of touch on and and, and cover from a, a business standpoint. Yeah, I think that's a gap in a lot of in a lot of organizations, especially smaller organizations, where many times they have documents and, and people are managing them off their own laptop. They're they're not shared. They're not controlled. Um, yeah. I don't necessarily want to drive this into a, a quality discussion of you know control documents. Right. But but you know as as our theme always is, it does feed up into the quality program of an organization, but uh, just, to, just to find a form. How, where do you go to get a form, or where do you go to get um, you know, an expense report template? Right. And how should, how should that be handled? That as well as you know, engineering drawings and rev control and things like that. So, so I, think the, funny. I think the first thing we probably should touch on is making sure that everybody uh, understands or at least has an idea of the different uh, uh, types of documents. And, and, you know, I break this down, and we might have covered this in, a, in another session, but I kind of break this down into to product-related documents versus process-related documents. And they may or may not be handled differently, but I think it's important to, to realize that, uh, you know, when you're, when you're talking about documentation or, custom, or company information, you're usually talking about one of, one of those two categories, either product-related documents, which are going to, Include things like drawings, specifications, calculations, that kind of stuff, as opposed to process-related documents, which are going to be things like your procedures, your policies, your work instructions, your uh, workflow diagrams, that kind of information. Uh, and then most of most of the documents you would create or have a template would go to support those two those two types of documents. I think that's a good summary of uh, how we should look at this, and yeah. hopefully, the people that are look, that are listening and and need to address this type of um, issue in the their organization. At least, if you can break it down into those two, and then just handle one at a time, you know, in order to take the process improvement, you know, step by step, one one tangible uh, event at a time. Yeah. So, uh, I, and I would imagine if the people that are listening listening to us are, are uh, more on the technical side, maybe then project documents might be a good place to start. Sure. You know, so what, how do you manage, how do you manage project documents? Well, I think that, um, um, I think 
one of the things you've got to start thinking about is is um, what do you want to use as a as a management tool? Um, so document control or document management uh, is usually going to involve some sort of of digital aspect to managing your documents. Um, so you've got to decide strategically. You know, how do we want to manage our documents? Do we want to manage them internally? Do we want to manage them externally? Do we want to manage them in the cloud? Uh, do we want to manage them on a simple file share? Uh, I would think these days a simple file share would probably not be the direction I would suggest you go in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, and, and of course that's been probably the, the tool of choice for many, many years, uh, but there are uh, quite a few um, either cloud-based solutions or um, uh, desktop ser- slash server applications uh, out there that you can go with. You know, just to name a few, and I'm going to name the one that you know I would suggest last. But you know, Confluence is a big one that both has a desktop version and a cloud-based uh, version. Box for business. So uh, 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 Box is starting to get into you know, document control. Um, Huddle, which I haven't had too much uh, dealings with, is solely a cloud-based tool. And then, of course, Google has got their their finger in the market where they're trying to manage documents with Google Docs and uh, things like that. Um, my, personal, uh, my personal tool of choice is uh, Microsoft's solution, which is uh, SharePoint, um, which by the way, is used by 78% of all Fortune 500s. So um, that tells you something right there. Not that do, we're do, you think, do you think it's, it's, used that, it's used that much because it's good or it's just easy to get to and, it, and Microsoft does a good job of, of marketing? I'm going to say both. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely both. You know, Microsoft is such a powerhouse that, uh, you know, their market share is, is pretty easy to encompass with, already being the tool of choice as far as as far as desktop applications mm-hmm. such as Word and Excel. Uh, SharePoint does a great job of integrating those tools right into that SharePoint application, so that's another reason why it's a an easy extension uh, to you know utilizing that tool in your environment. You know, SharePoint's also uh, started out as a uh, server-based tool, you know, so you had to have something in your environment to manage it. But now they've got a cloud-based solution, which is which is very nice. I've used I've used both. Um, the uh, the server-based uh, version uh, and the cloud-based version, as far as capabilities, are not too far off from each other. So, uh, if you're a small environment, you know the cloud-based version is an easy way to get in to SharePoint. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're a very large enterprise, uh, the server-based tool might be might be the way to go but the reason the reason I kind of pick uh, SharePoint over uh, these other tools is one I think it's it's ease of use and ease of implementation and then uh, quite honestly its capabilities are are quite large straight out of the box um, it can do a lot of things yeah and, and what I wanted to bring up here is what what is it that you would want it to do and, and I know some of the things that I've run into in the past, where SharePoint has helped is is managing documents on a on a read only level. Sure, right? You can you can download a document, sure, but at least 
um, you understand throughout the organization that if it's not the latest version that's on SharePoint, then it's not necessarily an authorized version of a document to use. Right. You can you can update documents to have the latest the latest out there, and and nobody you'll you'll have fewer issues with people saving documents on their their desktop only then to go and use the wrong document you know somewhere in your process, and then that's then that causes. You know, a quality issue later on if the wrong document used or it has to be checked. Right. You know, so um, so let's see document document uh, dissemination. Um, I think collaboration is another big one. Collaboration is very big. Yeah. Yes. So you've got everything in a central location, and uh, you know, uh, besides security, pretty much everybody has access, depending on security levels, uh, mm-hmm. to those documents. Um, so collaboration and your ability to you know, find the key documents, it now makes it easy because now you've got a central repository along with key pieces of metadata that describes that document. Good search tool. Yeah, yeah. good search tool. Um, your ability to, you know, filter, sort, and search uh, the data is, is baked and built built right into the tool. Cool. Your ability to uh, uh, add revision control to the to the documents is baked right into the application. So if you need a certain list of documents and you need to be able to manage revisions, manage ownership, which might be key to a particular set of documents, uh, manage dates, manage key metadata such as things that describe the document. Um, you know, all of that can be put into uh, SharePoint very easily. Do you know? Do you know how much like? How much does a system like that cost? Do you know? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. So if uh, if you're util- utilizing the cloud version, uh, you're basically looking at about uh, anywhere from six dollars to nine dollars a person per month. Yeah. So uh, so it'll run you you know maybe fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred dollars a year, depending on the number of people you need to have access to. Yeah. So. So I mean, yeah, dissemination and control of information is is important. That might not be a, a, a too expensive proposition to control your your information like that. Because if you if you do have you know the wrong document, the wrong information out there, that could it could cost a heck of a lot more when it comes to customer service or product delivery. Well, and the other reason the in my mind the cloud version makes sense is because you eliminate most of your needs for IT support. So if you're a smaller environment, uh, the the cloud eliminates you know your need for somebody to to manage the the back end database that a um, a system like this requires. Uh, so if you've got a, a local server version, uh, you've obviously need you obviously need somebody that can you know clean up the database, back up the database, uh, deal with issues as they come up. Whereas the cloud based version, that's all built in and baked into the to the tool itself. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Good point. So I think that, that from a, you know, I tend to float towards utilizing those types of tools for what I would consider uh, process-based documents. Um, because, and the reason I say that is because usually uh, project-based documents or product-based documents, um, I have a tendency to float towards uh, whatever the uh, uh drawing-based tool is that you would need to manage your drawings because the drawings are the one of the largest part of any project-based 
set of documents that you'll create in most environments. You know, if you, if you have design and engineering in your environment, then uh, drawings are going to be a, a big part of that. Yeah, you know, yeah, so rev control and information management of those drawings, and then and then uh, transmittal to the customer from that system. Exactly right. And and while you can come up with a with a workflow and a and a a way of managing that in SharePoint uh, or one of these other tools, it it doesn't quite make sense for for drawings because one uh, most people are modeling their drawings. And they need linkages between those those uh, parts and assemblies, and that's where a design management tool comes into play that has capabilities such as revision control and and transmitting of information. So, you know, the two that I noted here is uh, uh, Vault, uh, which is uh, Autodesk's solution, and then Windchill, which is Proe's uh, solution. Um, you know, one of them is larger than the other, and and uh, Vault is is my choice there, just because I'm a fan of Autodesk. Um, but but that tool allows you to also um, manage and control not only your drawings, but your calculations that would go with it, your specifications that would go with it. Uh, you can essentially create a complete um, uh, life cycle to your. Uh, project-based documentation within a tool like that. And so by having those separate, then you don't, you're not intermingling process-based versus project-based documentation. And in my mind, that really makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, that's a good point. So, so with that, and that's one that I'm not, I'm not too familiar with, is, uh, and that's, uh, I know the document control side of it, but can you, you manage a schedule Sure. Uh, basically, put an O and M manual together. Yes. Operation maintenance manual together through that. Wow. Yeah. That, that would be that would be pretty handy. So see that then you're not you know intermingling uh, mm-hmm. a project based document like an O and M manual with your process based documents like a procedure. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and then that way you've got a clear split. Uh, between the two tools and and what the two tools are being used for, and then that way when you make uh, company-based changes, you're not necessarily affecting one that might not be needed in the other one. So if you wanted to implement a more stringent revision control with a workflow on your drawing side, it's not necessarily affecting your process-based documents, which may not need as much of a revision control cycle, uh, you know, to it. So, you know, that way you keep the two very separate and you have more flexibility. That's, I was going to bring that point up. You have more flexibility because, sure, you like to think, you know, ahead two or three years, five years, whatever, in a system that you're going to you're going to buy and implement. But then again, you could have changes. You could have an acquisition. Either you buy somebody, somebody buys you. How how then do you take that information and convert it to you know the next stage? Yeah, as easy as possible without without a whole lot of uh, manual labor of. You know, Loading up and re-entering or whatever has to happen. Right. Yeah. So that makes good. That makes a good point about flexibility and, and separation. Yeah. Um, I think the um, other area that we wanted to talk about was, um, you know, what areas should uh, should control documents. I think, you know, of course, engineering and design is one of the one of the obvious ones. But uh, you know, I think that uh, HR and of course 
Uh, manufacturing reports is another area that you've really got to make sure you think about how you want to manage and control those types of documents. Any type of certification that you go over is definitely going to require you know, HR um, to have some sort of managed system for things like job descriptions, uh, for things such as uh, um, uh, personnel reports or appraisals or any of that kind of stuff. So that documentation management on that side has got to be got to be taken care of. Um, and then, of course, uh, reports that come out of manufacturing, such as you know uh, quality reports, inspections, um, any tor- any any type of uh, records that mm-hmm. you create during a project, you want to. You want to store that type of information. So, you know, you want to, when you're thinking about this whole plan for how you're going to manage your documents, you've got to, you've got to t- kind of take a look at the whole environment, not just, you know, engineering and design, which is the one that everybody floats to first um, because it's the most obvious. And, and you know, it's, it's interesting, the, the people that we haven't mentioned but are typically the first ones to go get their own system and, and not really think about everybody else's accounting. Oh, yes. Right? Yeah. So Good you point. quite often where, you know, we go get an accounting system and then you find out, well, can that accounting system grow to incorporate some of these other systems and, and needs that other departments have? And sometimes the answer is yes. Most of the time the answer is no. So um, we won't even we won't even go down that path there. Of the yeah. system that's different. That's but, a completely different animal. But, but that is a great point, though. Is is making sure that you're you're uh, latching onto a strategic direction that includes the company as a whole is going to be your best solution. Right. Because in my opinion, in my opinion, and, and uh, you know, ERP systems, everyone everyone um, cringes. Uh, but if you if you implement them right and use the get the right one, yeah, um, and then use it correctly. Um, you know the, the project information then can flow into the accounting information, and you'll be able to invoice, understand margins, and understand revenues by whatever way you want to slice it. Right, and that 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 makes complete sense to me. Rather than people being myopic and figuring out, nope, I just need this, and I need a tool to help me get my part done better. It's uh, it's quite frustrating. So I think the the other nice thing that uh, these systems can do for you is is revision control and of course revision control comes from uh, the requirement of most of these um, certifications or customer requirements to to manage your documents to a certain level so having some sort of, of revision cycle where you, you're going through a review process making sure that your documentation is correct per the customer's requirements if it's a project-based document or if it's a process-based document, going through these, you know, a very specific set of approvals to make sure that everybody's on board with a particular process or or or, or, or a particular policy. Um, so these these tools, these document management tools, can also help you with that revision control. Um, I think one of the 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 most used revision control styles is. When you're going through the planning process and the development process, you're using a letter to manage the revision control. Once it turns into an officially released document, you usually switch to a numbering scheme. That's that's the schemes that I've seen the most as far as revision controls. Yeah, that that gives you a lot of information just by looking at you know the file number, right? The file, the file name. So right. yeah, A's are A's are pre-order numbers are 
post order. So is there so is there examples of anything that you should not keep as far as documentation goes? Well, you know, retention policy is uh, is something that everyone should have. And you know, when when people talk about a retention policy, they they think of oh my gosh, you know, lawyers involved and everything like that as to what this policy is on retention. I mean, I think in a small organization, you start out you start out small with understanding what you should keep and what you shouldn't. So to answer your question, so on a project, on a project, once the project is complete, you know, depending upon who the customer is and what what you know, some regulations might be. If you're doing military projects or government projects, you might need to keep all documentation for you know, 50 years. On a nuclear project, we're right. familiar on you got to keep do- you got to keep documentation for 50 years. Right. On a on a commercial project, there might be statutes where you have to keep you know the drawings and the calculations for a certain amount of time. But then you should purge that. Right. Purging purging correspondence that isn't directly associated with what the scope and the order is, that you should you should think through that and have the policy and the regular cleanup of what gets kept, what gets purged. You know, a schedule, project schedule, if it's a six-month project and the schedule you have month one doesn't mean anything to you in month two. Once you redo once you redo the schedule from month two through month four, you get rid of the previous schedules. Right. Who cares what you were supposed to do? If you, I mean of course, you care what you were supposed to do, but that's all on the schedule, right? You're, the you're, only you're the only reason you, the only reason you might care about that a little bit is if you're trying to derive some metrics from it. But get those metrics and let it go. Exactly, get the metrics. But then again, on any schedule you have, you should have an original due date. And if you're past the original due date, that should always be present in the schedule. Right. That you have. If I was supposed to get it done last week, and now it's this week and still not done. That that metric should always be in front of me that, hey, I'm a week late. And then, of course, you can update then when you will get it done. Right. So, um, yeah, so schedules, uh, you know, correspondence about meetings and things like that. Um, Really, the meetings and everything like that should be on your schedule. So you know that you had a meeting and meeting notes should be on that schedule. Um, I think going back to that uh, retention policy, I think some key things there is making sure that you're documenting where information is stored, not only how long, but where it's stored, how you're going to uh, remove it from the environment once it is uh, met its date. And I, one of the questions I always hear is, well, if it's electronic, do we really need to worry about getting rid of it? Uh, you know, that's a great point. You know, always, you know, the manual uh, papers that uh, we used to keep, it was pretty easy to say, you know, hey, after five years, trash this paper. But in an electronic world where people now see that there's there's no end to you know to storage, do you really need to get rid of it? Let's say after five years or seven years or fifty years uh, electronically. The only thing I would say there is um, yeah, and now data doesn't cost very much, right? So, data, so cost of data storage is not that big of a deal. The only thing that I would question is how much of a hindrance. Would the old information be when you're trying to search something more relevant? Right. Right. If I if I want to look for a job by you know X Y Z company that we did or for X Y Z company, and 65 jobs show up and only you know two of them are from last um, last year. You know, I mean, you just want the ones from last year. Sure, you could sort on it, but is it worth keeping the ones from 25 years ago? Yeah, that's a great point. You yeah. know. 
So you know, it's, I, it all depends on which one. And, and I think you can you can manage your way through these things. Right. Start out. Start out by don't don't you know cut your foot off. You know, just because you want to be prudent right at the beginning, especially with electronic data. Yeah. You know, keep it all. Look at it. Figure figure out what what works for you as your company in your company, and then. Uh, you know, continuously improve, as we always say. So I think the key thing to this discussion that I pull out, pulled out of this was, you know, making sure that you've got a good, solid plan that covers all of your documentation, and then make sure that the that the environment or the enterprise is on board with that plan, making sure that, you know, everybody's not off doing their own thing, make sure everyone uses the policy for document management. You know, I think yeah, communi- communicating and then measure measure the effectiveness of that communication. Yeah. So I think uh, uh, why don't we go ahead and go into our picks of the week? Um, which do you remember your pick? Uh, it, was, it was it was bike it renting. It was what bike renting? Oh, bike renting. I don't know. After <laughs> vacation, after vacation, I forgot. What well, well, my pick of the week would be is. Take a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, one thing that I've learned is now that I've been in business a long time, I used to I used to um, think that, you know, being at work 365 days a year was the way to go. Yeah. You know, it, get, it gets you it gets you places. Working hard the days that you're there yeah. gets you, I think, gets you in a better place than being there 365 days a year for 15 years in a row. Yep. I would take agree. A, take a vacation. And, and maybe yeah, this is age wisdom or whatever, but take a vacation and uh, and then get get uh, regenerated. So you know, that's re- I think that's going to have to be the pick for both of us. Even though yeah. I had a different pick, I'm going to go ahead and say that's the the pick for both of us because I would agree. See whatever country you're in, because I know a lot of uh, a lot of people. I grew up in New York, and I didn't go to the Statue of Liberty until I moved away from New York. So, so see, see the places where, you know, where you live and where you're close to. Don't just, uh, and then heaven forbid, put your phone down as you're going to those places. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know that's hard for some people, but, uh, yeah. And yeah. I will say, because I do take pictures as a, as a hobby, which I, I love my big old Canon camera with my big old lens over to Ireland for two weeks and I carried it everywhere and it was, it gave me a good workout, but you know what the pictures that I took on my on my iPhone? Yeah. For the, the up close pictures? Yeah. They were just as good as my nice thirty five millimeter. All the pictures I took on, on my vacation to California were all done on my phone. <laughs> so and <laughs> they turned out zoom. great. You can't get a good zoom. So I mean there's I, I don't wanna I, I don't wanna I don't wanna displace myself as a amateur hobbyist photographer. So. I, I'm gonna go ahead and put myself in the category of amateur hobbyist. Yeah, but I I like fun equipment though. <laughs> Well, that's uh, all we have for this week. We will see you next week. Definitely. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Man vs. Business. Please note that neither Sean nor myself are business consultants. We just have a strong passion for discussing all things business. Please remember to visit sigmatree.co to see our other podcasts, our business ventures, and our blog. And by the way, you can also drop us a line from the message page. Again, thank you and have a good week.